Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, The Book of Virtues Chapter on the Statement of Allah O mankind, we have created you from a male and a female. Quran, chapter 49, verse 13. And Allah's statement, And fear Allah through whom you demand your mutual rights, and do not cut the relations of the womb, kinship. Surely Allah is ever an all-watcher over you. Quran, chapter 4, verse 1. The Prohibition of Bad Customs of the Period of Ignorance Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, regarding the verse, And we made you shu'ubah, nations, and kabail, tribes, that you may know one another. Quran, chapter 49, verse 13. That shu'ubah means the big kabail, that is, nations, while the kabail, that is, tribes, means the branch tribes. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Once Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, was asked, who is the most honorable amongst the people? He said, The one who fears Allah and keeps his duty to him. They said, We do not ask you about this. He said, Then Yusuf, Joseph, peace be upon him, the Prophet of Allah. Narrated Kuleh bin Wa'il, I asked Zainab bint Abi Salama, that is, daughter of the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Tell me about the Prophet, peace be upon him. Did he belong to the tribe of Muddar? She replied, Yes, he belonged to the tribe of Mudar and was from the offspring of Anadr bin Kinana. Narrated Kuleb, I was told by the Rabiba, that is, daughter of the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, who, I think, was Zanab, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade the utensils of wine called Al-Dubba, Al-Hantam, Al-Mukayyar, and Al-Muzaffat. I said to her, Tell me as to which tribe the Prophet, peace be upon him, belonged. Was he from the tribe of Mudar? She replied, He belonged to the tribe of Mudar and was from the offspring of An-Nadr bin Kinana. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, You see that the people are like metals of different origins and natures. Those who were the best in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance are also the best in Islam if they comprehend religious knowledge. You see that the best amongst the people in this respect, that is, ambition of ruling, are those who hate it most. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, added, And you see that the worst among people is the double-faced person who appears to these with one face and to the others with another face, that is, hypocrite. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The tribe of Quraysh has precedence over the people in this connection, that is, the right of ruling. The Muslims follow the Muslims amongst them, and the infidels follow the infidels amongst them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, added, And people are like metals of different origins and natures. The best amongst them in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance are the best in Islam provided they comprehend the religious knowledge. You will find that the best amongst the people in this respect, that is, of ruling, is he who hates it, that is, the idea of ruling most, till he is given the bayah pledge.
Narrated, Ta'us ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, recited the Quranic verse, Accept to be kind to me for my kinship with you. Quran, chapter 42, verse 23. Sayyid bin Jubair said, The verse implies the kinship of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Ibn Abbas said, There was not a single house that is sub-tribe of Quraysh, but had a kinship with the Prophet, peace be upon him. And so the above verse was revealed in this connection, and its interpretation is, O Quraysh, you should keep good relations between me, that is, Muhammad, peace be upon him, and you. Narrated Abu Masud, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, From this side, pointing towards the east, Al-Fitan, trials and afflictions will appear. Rudeness and lack of mercy are characteristics of the rural Bedouins who are busy with their camels and cows and pay no attention to religion. Such are the tribes of Rabia and Mudar. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, Pride and arrogance are characteristics of the rural Bedouins, while calmness is found among the owners of sheep. Belief is Yemenite, and wisdom is also Yemenite. That is, the Yemenites are well known for their true belief in wisdom. Abu Abdullah al-Bukhari said, Yemen was called so because it is situated to the right of the Kaaba, and Sham was called so because it is situated to the left of the Kaaba. Footnote. The Arabic words for right and left have great resemblance to the words Yemen and Sham. Chapter on The Virtues of Quraysh Narrated Muhammad bin Jubair bin Mutim that while he was with a delegation from Quraysh to Muawiyah, the latter heard the news that Abdullah bin Amr bin al-Asi said that there would be a king from the tribe of Qahtan. On that, Muawiyah became angry, got up, and then praised Allah as he deserved and said, Now then, I have heard that some men amongst you narrate things which are neither in Allah's book, Quran, nor have been told by Allah's messenger, peace be upon him. Those men are the ignorant amongst you. Beware of such hopes as make the people go astray. For I heard Allah's messenger saying, Authority of ruling will remain with Quraysh, and whoever bears hostility to them, Allah will destroy him, as long as they abide by the laws of the religion. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Authority of ruling will remain with Quraysh, even if only two of them remained. Narrated, Jubair bin Mutim, Uthman bin Affan, may Allah be pleased with him, went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, you gave property to Bani al-Mutalib and did not give us, although we and they are of the same degree of relationship to you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Only Bani Hashim and Bani al-Mutalib are one thing as regards family status. Narrated, Urwa bin Az-Zubair, Abdullah bin Az-Zubair went with some women of the tribe of Bani Zohra to Aisha, who used to treat them nicely because of their relation to Allah's Messenger. Peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The tribes of Quraysh, Al-Ansar, the people of the tribe of Johanna, Muzana, Aslam, Ashja, and Ghafar are my Mawali, helpers, protectors, and they have no Mola. Protector, helper, except Allah and His Messenger. Narrated Urwa bin Az-Zubair, Abdullah bin Az-Zubair was the most beloved person to Aisha, excluding the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr, and he in his turn was the most devoted to her. 
Aisha used not to withhold the money given to her by Allah, but she used to spend it in charity. Abdullah bin Az-Zubair said, Aisha should be stopped from doing so. When Aisha heard this, she said protestingly, Shall I be stopped from doing so? I vow that I will never talk to Abdullah bin Az-Zubair. On that, Ibn Az-Zubair asked some people from Quraysh, and particularly the two uncles of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, to intercede with her. But she refused to talk to him. Az-Zuriyun The uncles of the Prophet, peace be upon him, including Abdurrahman bin Al-Aswad bin Abd Yaguth and Al-Miswar bin Mahrama, said to him, When we ask for the permission to visit her, enter her house along with us, without taking her leave. He did accordingly, and she accepted their intercession. He sent her ten slaves, whom she manumitted as an expiation for not keeping her vow. Aisha manumitted more slaves for the same purpose till she manumitted forty slaves. She said, I wish I had specified what I would have done in case of not fulfilling my vow when I made the vow, so that I might have done it easily. Footnote Aisha did not specify what she would do if she did not keep her promise. This is why she manumitted so many slaves so that she might feel at ease as to the adequacy of her expiation. Chapter on The Quran was revealed in the language of Quraysh. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, Uthman called Zayd bin Thabit, Abdullah bin Az-Zubair, Sayyid bin Al-As, and Abdurrahman bin Al-Harith bin Hisham. And then they wrote the manuscripts of the Noble Qur'an in the form of book in several copies. Uthman said to the three Qurayshi persons, If you differ with Zayd bin Thabit on any point of the Qur'an, then write it in the language of Quraysh, as the Qur'an was revealed in their language. So they acted accordingly. Zayd bin Thabit was an Ansari, and not from Quraysh. Chapter on The Descent of the Yemenites from Ismail Ishmael, peace be upon him. Among such Yemenites are the tribes of Aslam bin Afsa bin Haritha bin Amir from Khuzah. Narrated Salama, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, passed by some people from the tribe of Aslam practicing archery. He said, O children of Ismail, Ishmael, peace be upon him, throw arrows, for your father was an archer. I am on the side of Bani so-and-so, meaning one of the two teams. The other team stopped throwing, whereupon the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What has happened to them? They replied, How shall we throw while you are with Bunny so-and-so? He said, Throw, for I am with all of you. Chapter on The Mention of Things to Observe and Things Are Forbidden, Al-Fitna, Trial and Affliction, will start from the East. Narrated Abu Dhar, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, None claims to be the son of any other man than his real father knowingly, but he has disbelieved in Allah, and if somebody claims to belong to some folk to whom he does not belong, then let such a person take his place in the hellfire. Narrated Wathila bin al-Aska Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Verily, one of the worst lies is to claim falsely to be the son of someone other than one's real father, or to claim to have had a dream one has not had, or to attribute to me what I have not said. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the delegates of Abdul Qas came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, we are from the tribe of Rabia, and the infidels of Mudha tribe intervene between us and you so that we cannot come to you except in the sacred months. 
Therefore, we would like you to give us some instructions which we may follow and convey to our people staying behind us. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I order you to observe four things and forbid you to do four things. I order you, one, to believe in Allah, that is, to testifying that, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. Two, to perform the prayer, as-salat, iqamat as-salat. Three, to pay the zakat. Four, and to give one-fifth of the war booty to Allah. And I forbid you to use al-duba, al-hantam, al-nakir, and al-muzaffat. These are the names of utensils in which alcoholic drinks used to be prepared. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, on the pulpit saying, Verily, al-fitna, trial and affliction, will start from here, pointing towards the east, whence the side of the head of Satan comes out. Chapter on the mention of the tribes of Aslam, Ghifar, Muzana, Johanna, and Ashja. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The tribes of Quraysh, Al-Ansar, the people of the tribes of Johanna, Muzana, Aslam, Ghifar, and Ashja, are my Mawali, helpers, etc. And they have no Mola, protector, helper, except Allah and his messenger. See Hadith number 3504. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, while Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was on the pulpit, he said, The tribe of Ghifar, Allah forgive them, and the tribe of Aslam, Allah saved them, the tribe of Usayyah disobeyed Allah and his Messenger. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The tribe of Aslam, Allah saved them, and the tribe of Ghifar, Allah forgave them. Narrated Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do you think that the tribes of Juhana, Muzana, Aslam, and Ghifar are better than the tribes of Bani Tamim, Bani Asad, Bani Abdullah bin Ghatafan, and Bani Amir bin Sa'asa? A man said, They were unsuccessful and losers. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, Yes, they are better than the tribes of Bani Tamim, Bani Asad, Bani Abdullah bin Ghatafan, and Bani Amir bin Sa'asa. Narrated Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. Al-Akra bin Habis said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, Nobody gave you the bayah, pledge, but the robbers of the pilgrims, that is, those who used to rob the pilgrims, from the tribes of Aslam, Ghifar, Muzana. Ibn Abi Yaqub is in doubt whether Al-Akra added, and Johanna. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, don't you think that the tribes of Aslam, Ghifar, Muzana, and also perhaps Juhana are better than the tribes of Bani Tamim, Bani Amir, Asad, and Ghatafan? Somebody said, they were unsuccessful and losers. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes, by him in whose hands my soul is, they, that is the former, are better than they, that is the latter. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the people of Bani Aslam, Ghifar, and some people of Muzana, or some people of Johanna or Muzana, are better with Allah or on the day of resurrection than the tribes of Asad, Tamim, Hawazin, and Ghatafan. Chapter on the mention of Qahtan tribe. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not be established unless a man from the tribe of Qahtan appears, driving the people with his stick. 
ruling them with violence and oppression. Chapter on what is forbidden of the Dawah, call, tradition, or custom of the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him. We were in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, in Ghazwa. A large number of Muhajirun, emigrants, joined him, and among the Muhajirun, there was a person who used to play jokes or play with spears, so he jokingly stroked an Ansari man on the hip. The Ansari got so angry that both of them called their people. The Ansari said, Help, O Ansar! And the Muhajir said, Help, O Muhajir! The Prophet, peace be upon him, came out and said, What is wrong with the people as they are calling? This call of the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. Then he said, What is the matter with them? He was told about the stroke of the Muhajir to the Ansari. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Stop this, for it is an evil call. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, a hypocrite, said, The Muhajirun have called and gathered against us, so when we return to Al-Madinah, surely the more honorable people will expel therefrom the meaner. Upon that, Omar said, O Allah's Prophet, shall we not kill this Khabith, evil person, that is, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No, lest the people should say that Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to kill his companions. Narrated Abdullah bin Masood, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever slaps his face or tears the front of his dress or calls the calls of the pre-Islamic period of ignorance is not from us. Chapter on the story of Khuza. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, Amr bin Luhay bin Qama bin Khindif was the father of Khuza. Narrated Sayyid bin al-Musayyib, al-Bahira was a she-camel whose milk was spared for the idols and other deities, and so nobody was allowed to milk it. Asaiba was a she-camel which they, that is infidels, used to set free in the names of their gods so that it would not be used for carrying anything. Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I saw Amr bin Amr bin Luhay al-Khuzay dragging his intestines in the hellfire, for he was the first man who started the tradition of As-Suweb, setting free she-camels in the names of their false gods, idols, and other false deities. Chapter on the story of the conversion of Abu Dhar al-Ghafari to Islam. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. When the news of the advent of the Prophet, peace be upon him, reached Abu Dhar, he said to his brother, Ride to this valley and bring me the news of this man, that is, the Prophet, peace be upon him, who claims to be a prophet receiving information from the heaven. Listen to him and then come to me. His brother set out till he met the Prophet, peace be upon him, and listened to his speech and returned to Abu Dhar and said to him, I have seen him exhorting people to virtues and his speech was not like poetry. Abu Dhar said, You have not satisfied me as to what I wanted. So he took his journey food and a water skin full of water and set out till he reached Mecca, where he went to the mosque looking for the Prophet, peace be upon him, whom he did not know, and he would not like to ask someone about him. So a portion of the night had passed when Ali saw him and realized that he was a stranger. Abu Dhar followed him to his house, but neither of them asked the other about anything till it was morning, when he carried his water skin and food and went to the mosque. He spent that day without being observed by the Prophet, peace be upon him, till it was night, when he returned to his sleeping place. Ali again passed by him and said, 
Hasn't the man, that is Abu Dhar, recognized his dwelling place yet? So Ali let him get up and took him to his house, but neither of them asked the other about anything. Till it was the third day when Ali had the same experience with him and Abu Dhar again stayed with him. Ali then asked, Won't you tell me what has brought you here? He replied, If you give me a promise and a convention that you will guide me, then I will tell you. When Ali did, Abu Dhar informed him of his purpose. Ali said, It is the truth, and he, that is Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the messenger of Allah. So when the morning comes, follow me, and if I should perceive any danger threatening you, I will give you a hint by pretending to go to pass water, the water closet. But if I carried on walking, follow me till you enter the place that I will enter. Abu Dhar agreed and followed Ali till he entered the place of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And Abu Dhar entered with him. He then listened to the speech of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and embraced Islam on that very spot. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Go back to your people and inform them of this religion till you receive my further orders. Abu Dhar said, By him, in whose hands my soul is, I will proclaim my conversion to Islam publicly amongst them, that is, infidels. He went out till he reached the mosque and announced as loudly as possible, I testify that la ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, and that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the messenger of Allah. Then people got up and beat him till they knocked him down. Al-Abbas came and threw himself over him to protect him, saying, Woe to you! Don't you know that he is from Ghaffar and there is the route road to your merchants towards Sham? That is, through the place where his tribe dwells? Thus he saved him from them. Abu Dhar did the same on the next day, and the people beat him again, and Al-Abbas threw himself over him to save him as before. Chapter on the Story of Zamzam See Hadith 3369 and 3370. Narrated Abu Jamra, Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, said to us, Shall I tell you the story of Abu Dhar's conversion to Islam? We said yes. He said, Abu Dhar said, I was a man from the tribe of Ghaffar. We heard that a man had appeared in Mecca claiming to be a prophet. I said to my brother, Go to that man and talk to him and bring me his news. He set out, met him, and returned. I asked him, What is the news with you? He said, By Allah, I saw a man enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil. I said to him, You have not satisfied me with this little information. So I took a water skin and a stick and proceeded towards Mecca. Neither did I know him, that is the Prophet, peace be upon him, nor did I like to ask anyone about him. I kept on drinking Zamzam water and staying in the mosque. Then Ali passed by me and said, It seems you are a stranger? I said, Yes. He proceeded to his house and I accompanied him. Neither did he ask me anything, nor did I tell him anything. Next morning, I went to the mosque to ask about the Prophet, peace be upon him, but no one told me anything about him. Ali passed by me again and asked, Hasn't the man recognized his dwelling place yet? I said, No. He said, Come along with me. He asked me, What is your business? What has brought you to this town? I said to him, If you keep my secret, I will tell you. He said, I will do. I said to him, We have heard that a person has appeared here, claiming to be a prophet. I sent my brother to speak to him, and when he returned, he did not bring a satisfactory report. So I thought of meeting him personally. Ali said, To Abu Dhar, you have reached your goal. 
I'm going to him just now, so follow me, and wherever I enter, enter after me. If I should see someone who may cause you trouble, I will stand near a wall pretending to mend my shoes as a warning, and you should go away then. Ali proceeded and accompanied him till he entered a place, and I entered with him to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to whom I said, Present the principles of Islam to me. And when he did, I embraced Islam immediately. He, peace be upon him, said to me, O Abu Dhar, keep your conversion a secret and return to your town, and when you hear of our victory, return to us. I said, By him who has sent you with the truth, I will announce my conversion to Islam publicly amongst them, that is, the infidels. Abu Dhar went to the mosque where some people from Quraysh were present and said, O folk of Quraysh, I testify that la ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And I also testify that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is his, Allah's slave and his messenger. Hearing that, the Qurayshi men said, Get at this Sabi, that is Muslim. They got up and beat me nearly to death. Al-Abbas saw me and threw himself over me to protect me. He then faced them and said, Woe to you! You want to kill a man from the tribe of Ghaffar, although your trade and your communications are through the territory of Ghaffar? They therefore left me. The next morning I returned to the mosque and said the same as I have said on the previous day. They again said, Get at this Sabi. I was treated in the same way as on the previous day, and again Al-Abbas found me and threw himself over me to protect me and told them the same as he had said the day before. So that was the conversion of Abu Dhar. May Allah be merciful to him, to Islam. Chapter on the story of Zamzam and the ignorance of the Arabs. Narrated Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The people of Aslam, Ghifar, and some people of Muzana and Johanna, or said, some people of Johanna or Muzana, are better with Allah or said on the day of resurrection than the tribe of Asad, Damim, Hawazin, and Ghatafan. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, if you wish to know about the ignorance of the Arabs, read Surah Al-Anam, number 6, after verse number 130. Indeed, lost are they who have killed their children foolishly without knowledge, up to. They have indeed gone astray and were not guided. Quran, chapter 6, verse 140. Chapter on. Whoever related kinship to his forefathers either in Islam or in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. Narrated Ibn Umar and Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The Honorable, the Son of the Honorable, the Son of the Honorable, that is Yusuf, Joseph, peace be upon him, the Son of Yaqub, Jacob, peace be upon him, the Son of Ishaq, Isaac, peace be upon him, the Son of Ibrahim, Abraham, peace be upon him, the Khalil, of Allah. Narrated Al-Bara'a, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I am the son of Abdul Mutalib. Footnote. Khalil, the one whose love is mixed with one's heart and it is superior to a friend or beloved. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had only one Khalil, that is, Allah, but he had many friends. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, when the verse, And warn your tribe, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, of near kindred, Quran, chapter 26, verse 214, was revealed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, started calling the Arab tribes, O Bani Fir, O Bani Adi, mentioning first the various branch tribes of Quraysh. 
narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. When the verse, And warn your tribe, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, of near kindred, Quran chapter 26 verse 214 was revealed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, started calling every tribe by its name. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Bani Abdul Munaf, buy yourselves from Allah. O Bani Abdul Mutalib, buy yourselves from Allah. O mother of Azubair bin Alawam, the aunt of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and O Fatima bint Muhammad, buy yourselves from Allah, for I cannot defend you before Allah. You both can ask me from my property as much as you like. Footnote. Buying oneself from Allah means saving oneself from the hellfire by obeying Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon Him, and leading a pious, righteous life. Chapter on the son of some people's sister is considered as belonging to the same people, and the freed slave of some people belongs to those people who have freed him. Narrated Anas, the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent for the Ansar, and when they came, he asked, Is there any stranger amongst you? They said, No, except the son of our sister. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The son of the sister of some people belongs to them. Chapter on the story of the Ethiopians and the saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, O Bani Arfida, narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that during the Mina days, Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, came to her while there were two girls with her beating drums, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, was lying, covering himself with his garment. Abu Bakr rebuked the two girls, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, uncovered his face and said, O Abu Bakr, leave them, for these are the days of Eid, festival. Those days were the days of Mina. Aisha added, I was being screened by the Prophet, peace be upon him, while I was watching the Ethiopians playing in the mosque. Omar rebuked them, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Leave them, O Bani Arfida. Play, for you are safe. Chapter on Whoever liked that his ancestors should not be abused. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Once Hassan bin Thabit asked the permission of the Prophet, peace be upon him, to lampoon that is, compose satirical poetry defaming the infidels. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What about the fact that I have common descent with them? Hassan replied, I shall take you out of them as a hair is taken out of dough. Narrated Urwa, I started abusing Hassan in front of Aisha, whereupon she said, Don't abuse him, for he used to defend the Prophet, peace be upon him, with his poetry. Chapter on what has been said about the names of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and the statement of Allah, Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the messenger of Allah, and those who are with him are severe against the disbelievers. Quran, chapter 48, verse 29. And his statement, And remember when Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, son of Mary, said, O children of Israel, I am the messenger of Allah unto you, confirming the Torah which came before me, and giving glad tidings of a messenger to come after me, whose name shall be Ahmed, the second name of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Quran, chapter 61, verse 6. Narrated Jubair bin Mu'tam, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, I have five names. I am Muhammad and Ahmed, peace be upon him. I am Al-Mahi, through whom Allah will eliminate Al-Kufr, that is disbelief, infidelity. I am Al-Hashir, who will be the first to be resurrected, and people being resurrected thereafter. And I am also Al-Aqib, that is, there will be no prophet after me. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, 
Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Doesn't it astonish you how Allah protects me from the Quraysh's abusing and cursing? They abuse Muthamman and curse Muthammam while I am Muhammad, peace be upon him, and not Muthammam. Footnote Muhammad, peace be upon him, literally means highly praised, while Muthammam means greatly dispraised. The infidels, out of hatred, refrained from calling the Prophet, peace be upon him, by his right name. They called him by a name bearing bad sense. The curses and abuses then fell on that name, which was not the name of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the last, that is, the end of all the Prophets, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, My example and the example of the other prophets is that of a man who has built a house completely and excellently, except for a place of one brick. When the people entered the house, they wondered at its beauty and said, But for the place of this brick, how splendid the house will be. So I am that brick, last end of all the prophets. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, My example and the example of the other prophets before me is that of a man who has built a house nicely and beautifully, except for a place of one brick in a corner. The people go round about it and wonder at its beauty, but say, Would that this brick be put in its place? So I am that brick, and I am the end, last of all the prophets. Chapter on the Death of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, died when he was 63 years old. Chapter on the Kunya of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. While the Prophet was in the market, a man called somebody, O Abul Qasim. The Prophet, peace be upon him, turned to him and said, Name yourselves after me, but do not call yourselves by my Kunya. Footnote. Kunya means calling a man, O father of so-and-so, or a woman, O mother of so-and-so, and this is a custom of Arabs. Narrated Jabir, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Name yourselves after me, but do not call yourselves by my kunya. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, Abul Qasim, peace be upon him, said, Name yourselves after me, but do not call yourselves by my kunya. Chapter on Invocation of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Al-Juwaid bin Abdurrahman, I saw Asaib bin Yazid when he was 94 years old, quite strong and of straight figure. He said, I know that I enjoyed my hearing and seeing powers only because of the invocation of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. My aunt took me to him and said, O oh Allah's Messenger, my nephew is sick. Will you invoke Allah for him? So he invoked Allah for me. Chapter on the Seal of Prophethood Narrated Asaib bin Yazid, My aunt took me to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O oh Allah's Messenger, my nephew is sick. The Prophet, peace be upon him, passed his hands over my head and invoked Allah to bless me. Then he performed ablution, and I drank the remaining water. Then I stood behind him and saw the seal of prophethood in between his shoulders. Chapter on the Description of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Uqba bin al-Harith, once Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, offered the Asr prayers and then went out walking and saw al-Hasan playing with the boys. He lifted him on his shoulders and said, Let my parents be sacrificed for your sake. You resemble the Prophet, peace be upon him, and not Ali, while Ali was smiling. Narrated Abu Juhafa, may Allah be pleased with him, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, and al-Hasan resembled him. 
narrated Ismail bin Abi Khalid, I heard Abu Juhafa, may Allah be pleased with him, saying, I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Al-Hasan bin Ali resembled him. I said to Abu Juhafa, describe him for me. He said he was white and his beard was black with some white hair. He promised to give us 13 young she-camels, but he expired before we could get them. Narrated Wahb Abu Juhafa as sawai I saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, and saw some white hair below his lower lip above the chin. Narrated Hariz bin Uthman that he asked Abdullah bin Busr, that is, the companion of the Prophet, Did you see the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was old? He said he had a few white hair between the lower lip and chin. Narrated Rabia bin Abi Abdurrahman, I heard Anas bin Malik describing the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, He was of medium height amongst the people, neither tall nor short. He had a rosy complexion, neither absolutely white nor deep brown. His hair was neither completely curly nor quite lank. Divine revelation was revealed to him when he was 40 years old. He stayed 10 years in Mecca receiving the divine revelation and stayed in Al-Madina for 10 more years. While he expired, he had scarcely 20 white hair in his head and beard. Rabia said, I saw some of his hair and it was red. When I asked about that, I was told that it turned red because of perfume. See Volume 5, Hadith number 3851. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was neither very tall nor short, neither absolutely white nor deep brown. His hair was neither curly nor lank. Allah sent him as a messenger when he was 40 years old. Afterwards, he resided in Mecca for 10 years and in Al-Madinah for 10 more years. When Allah took him unto him, there were scarcely 20 white hair in his head and beard. See Volume 5, Hadith number 3851. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was the most handsome of all the people and had the best appearance. He was neither very tall nor short. Narrated Qatada, I asked Anas, did the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to dye his hair? He said no, for there were only a few white hair on his temples. Narrated Al-Bara, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was of moderate height, having broad shoulders, long hair reaching his earlobes. Once I saw him in a red cloak, and I had never seen a more handsome person than him. Narrated Abu Ishaq, Al-Bara was asked, Was the face of the Prophet, peace be upon him, as bright as a sword? He said, No, but as bright as a moon. Narrated Abu Juhafa, may Allah be pleased with him, Once Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went to Al-Bata'ah at noon, performed the ablution and offered two rakah of Zuhar prayer and two rakah of Asr prayer while a spear-headed stick was planted in front of him as a sutra, and the passerbys were passing behind that sutra. After the salah, prayer, the people got up and held the hands of the Prophet and passed them on their faces. I also took his hand and kept it on my face and noticed that it was colder than ice and its smell was nicer than musk. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was the most generous of all the people, and he used to become more generous in Ramadan when Jibreel, Gabriel, met him. Jibreel, peace be upon him, used to meet him every night during Ramadan to revise the Qur'an with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, then used to be more generous than the fair wind, sent by Allah with glad tidings, rain, in readiness, and haste to do charitable deeds. See Volume 1, Hadith number 6.
narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to her in a happy mood with his features glittering with joy and said, Have you not heard what the Kaif has said about Zayd and Osama? He saw their feet and remarked, These belong to each other, that is, their father and son. Footnote Gaif is one who is expert in recognizing whether somebody is the son of another by examining some of their physical features. Narrated Abdullah bin Kaab, I heard Kaab bin Malik talking after his failure to join the Ghazwa of Tabuk. He said, When I greeted Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, his face was glittering with happiness. For whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was happy, his face used to glitter, as if it was a piece of the moon, and we used to recognize it that is, his happiness from his face. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I have been sent as a messenger in the best century of all the generation of Adam's offspring since their creation. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to let his hair hang down while the infidels used to part their hair. The people of the scriptures were used to letting their hair hang down and Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, liked to follow the people of the scriptures in the matters about which he was not instructed otherwise. Then Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, parted his hair. Narrated Abdullah bin Amr, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was neither a fahish nor a muttafahish, never used bad language. He used to say, the best amongst you are those who have the best manners and character. See Hadith number 6029, volume 8. Footnote. Fahish, one who speaks bad words. Muttafahish, one who speaks obscene evil words to make the people laugh. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was given the choice of one of two matters, he would choose the easier of the two, as long as it was not sinful to do so. But if it was sinful to do so, he would not approach it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, never took revenge over anybody for his own sake, but he did only when Allah's legal laws and bindings were outraged, in which case he would take revenge for Allah's sake. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, I have never touched silk or debach, that is, thick silk, softer than the palm of the Prophet, peace be upon him, nor have I smelt a perfume nicer than the sweat of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was shyer than a veiled virgin girl. Narrated Shuba, a similar hadith as above with this addition. And if he, that is, the Prophet, peace be upon him, disliked something, the sign of aversion would appear on his face. Footnote. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was shyer than a veiled virgin girl. This means that he refrained from doing or saying anything shameful or indecent and disliked to see people doing such things in front of him. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, never criticized any food presented to him, but he would eat it if he liked it. Otherwise, he would leave it without expressing his dislike. Narrated Abdullah bin Malik bin Buhayna al-Asdi, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, prostrated, he used to keep his arms so widely apart that we used to see his armpits. The sub-narrator, Ibn Bukair, said, the whiteness of his armpits. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's messenger did not use to raise his hands in his invocations except in the istiqah that is, invoking Allah for the rain, in which he used to raise his hands so high that one could see the whiteness of his armpits. 
Note, it may be that Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, did not see the Prophet as raising his hands, but it has been narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to raise his hands for invocations other than istika. See Volume 2, Hadith number 1751, 1752, and Volume 5 and Hadith number 4323. Narrated Abu Jahefa, may Allah be pleased with him. By chance, I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, at noon while he was at Al-Abda, resting in a tent. Bilal came out of the tent and pronounced the adhan for the salah, prayer, and entering again, he brought out the water which was left for Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had performed the ablution. The people rushed to take some of the water. Bilal again went in and brought out a spear-headed stick, and then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came out. As if I were now looking at the whiteness of his leg, Bilal fixed the stick to act as a sutra for the salah prayer, and then the Prophet, peace be upon him, offered two rakah zuhr prayer and two rakah asr prayer while women and donkeys were passing in front of the Prophet, peace be upon him, beyond the stick. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to talk so clearly that if somebody wanted to count the number of his words, he could do so. Narrated Urwa bin Az-Zubair, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said to me, Don't you wonder at Abu so-and-so, means Abu Huraira, who came and sat by my dwelling and started relating something on the authority of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, intending to let me hear that while I was offering an optional salah, prayer? He left before I finished my optional salah, prayer. Had I found him still there, I would have said to him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, never talked so quickly and vaguely as you do. Chapter on The Eyes of the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to sleep, but his heart used to not sleep. That is, his eyes were closed while sleeping, but he was conscious. Jabir narrated it on the authority of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Salama bin Abdurrahman, that he asked Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, how was the salah, prayer of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in the month of Ramadan? She replied, He used not to offer salah, prayer, more than eleven rakah, whether in Ramadan or in any other month. He used to offer four rakah, let alone their beauty and length, and then four rakah, let alone their beauty and length. Afterwards, he would offer three rakah. I said, O oh Allah's Messenger, do you go to bed before offering the vitr prayer? He said, My eyes sleep, but my heart does not sleep. Narrated Sharik bin Abdullah bin Abi Namr, I heard Anas bin Malik telling us about the night journey, journey to the heavens, al-Isra and al-Miraj, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, was made to travel from the Kaaba Mosque, al-Masjid al-Haram. Three persons, that is, angels, came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, before he was divinely inspired as a messenger. While he was sleeping in al-Masjid al-Haram, the first of the three angels said, Which of them is he? The second said, He is the best of them. The last of them said, Take the best one. That was all that happened then, and he did not see them till they came at another night, and he perceived their presence with his heart. For the eyes of the Prophet, peace be upon him, were closed when he was asleep, but his heart was not asleep. This is the characteristic of all the Prophets. Their eyes sleep, but their hearts do not sleep. Then Jibreel, Gabriel, took charge of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and ascended along with him to the heaven. See Hadith number 3207, 3886, and 3887. Footnote. Regarding statement, which of them is he? The Prophet, peace be upon him, was sleeping between two persons then.
Chapter on the signs of prophethood in Islam. Narrated Imran bin Hussein, may Allah be pleased with him, that they were with the Prophet peace be upon him on a journey. They traveled the whole night, and when dawn approached, they took rest and sleep overwhelmed them till the sun rose high in the sky. The first to get up was Abu Bakr. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, used not to be awakened from his sleep, but he would wake up by himself. Omar woke up, and then Abu Bakr sat by the side of the Prophet's head and started saying, Allahu Akbar, raising his voice till the Prophet, peace be upon him, woke up. And after traveling for a while, he dismounted and led us in the morning salah, prayer. A man amongst the people failed to join us in the salah, prayer. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, had finished the salah, prayer, he asked the man, O oh, so-and-so, what prevented you from offering the salah, prayer with us? He replied, I am Janub. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered him to perform tayyamam with clean earth. The man then offered the salah, prayer. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered me and a few others to go ahead of him. We had become very thirsty. While we were on our way looking for water, we came across a lady riding an animal, hanging her legs between two water skins. We asked her, Where can we get water? She replied, Oh, there is no water. We asked, How far is your house from the water? She replied, A distance of a day and a night travel. We said, Come on to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. She asked, What is Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? So we brought her to Allah's Messenger against her will, and she told him what she had told us before and added that she was the mother of orphans. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered that her two water skins be brought, and he touched or rubbed the mouths of the water skins with his hand. As we were thirsty, we drank till we quenched our thirst, and we were forty men. We also filled all our water skins and other utensils with water, but we did not water the camels. The water skin was so full that it was almost about to burst. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, Bring what foodstuff you have. So some dates and pieces of bread were collected for the lady, and when she went to her people, she said, I have met either the greatest magician or a prophet, as the people claim. So Allah guided the people of that village through that lady. She embraced Islam, and they all embraced Islam. See Volume 1, Hadith number 344. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, a bowl of water was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was at Azara. He placed his hand in it, and the water started flowing among his fingers. All the people performed ablution with that water. Qatada asked Anas, How many people were you? Anas replied, Three hundred, or nearly three hundred. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, I saw Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, at the time when the Saladul Asr, Asr prayer, was due. Then the people were searching for water for ablution, but they could not find any. Then some water was brought to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and he placed his hand in the pot and ordered the people to perform the ablution with the water. I saw water flowing from underneath his fingers, and the people started performing the ablution till all of them performed the ablution. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, went out on one of his journeys with some of his companions. They went on traveling till the time of the Salah prayer became due. They could not find water to perform the ablution. One of them went away and brought a little amount of water in a pot. The Prophet, peace be upon him, took it and performed the ablution, and then stretched his four fingers onto the pot and said, To the people, 
get up to perform the ablution. They started performing the ablution till all of them performed the ablution, and they were nearly 70 or so. Narrated Humayd, Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Once the time of the Salah prayer became due and the people whose houses were close to the mosque went to their houses to perform ablution, while the others remained sitting there. A stone pot containing water was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who wanted to put his hand in it, but it was too small for him to spread his hand in it. And so he had to bring his fingers together before putting his hand in the pot. Then all the people performed the ablution with that water. I asked Anas, how many persons were there? He replied, there were 80 men. Narrated Salim bin Abi al-Jad, Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, said, the people became very thirsty on the day of Al-Hudaybiyah, treaty. A small pot containing some water was in front of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and when he had finished the ablution, the people rushed towards him. He asked, What is wrong with you? They replied, We have no water either for performing ablution or for drinking except what is present in front of you. So he placed his hand in that pot and the water started flowing among his fingers like springs. We all drank and performed ablution from it. I asked Jabir, How many were you? He replied, Even if we had been 100,000, it would have been sufficient for us, but we were 1,500. Narrated Al-Bara'a, may Allah be pleased with him, We were 1,400 persons on the day of Al-Hudabiyah, treaty, and at Al-Hudabiyah there was a well. We drew out its water, not leaving even a single drop. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sat at the edge of the well and asked for some water with which he rinsed his mouth, and then he threw it out into the well. We stayed for a short while and then drew water from the well and quenched our thirst, and even our riding animals drank water to their satisfaction. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, Abu Talha said to Umm Sulaim, I have noticed feebleness in the voice of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, which I think is caused by hunger. Have you got any food? she said. Yes. She brought out some loaves of barley and took out a veil belonging to her and wrapped the bread in part of it and put it under my arm and wrapped part of the veil around me and sent me to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. I went carrying it and found Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, in the mosque sitting with some people. When I stood there, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked, Has Abu Talha sent you? I said, Yes. He asked, With some food? I said, Yes. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, then said to the men around him, Get up. He set out, accompanied by them, and I went ahead of them till I reached Abu Talha and told him of the Prophet's visit. Abu Talha said, O Umm Salam, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, is coming with the people and we have no food to feed them. She said, Allah and his Messenger know better. So Abu Talha went out to receive Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came along with Abu Talha. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, O Umm Salam, bring whatever you have. She brought the bread which Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered to be broken into pieces. Umm Salam poured on them some butter from an oilskin. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, recited what Allah wished him to recite and then said, Let ten persons come to share the meal. Ten persons were admitted ate their fill, and went out. Then he again said, Let another ten do the same. They were admitted, ate their fill, and went out. Then he said again, Let another ten persons do the same. They were admitted, 
ate their fill, and went out. Then he said, Let another ten persons come. In short, all of them ate their fill, and they were seventy or eighty men. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, We used to consider miracles as Allah's blessings, but you people consider them to be a warning. Once we were with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, on a journey, and we ran short of water. He said, Bring the water remaining with you. The people brought a utensil containing a little water. He placed his hand in it and said, Come to the blessed water, and the blessing is from Allah. I saw the water flowing from among the fingers of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and no doubt we used to hear the meals, food, glorifying Allah when it was being eaten by him. Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him, My father had died in debt, so I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, My father died leaving unpaid debts, and I have nothing except the yield of his date palms, and their yield for many years will not cover his debts, so please come with me so that the creditors may not misbehave with me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, went round one of the heaps of dates and invoked Allah, and then did the same with another heap, and sat on it and said, Measure for them. He paid them their rights, and what remained was as much as had been paid to them. Narrated Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him. The companions of Sufa were poor people. The Prophet, peace be upon him, once said, Whoever has food enough for two persons should take a third one from among them, and whoever has food enough for four persons should take a fifth or a sixth, or said something similar. Abu Bakr brought three persons, while the Prophet, peace be upon him, took ten. And Abu Bakr, with his three family members, who were I, my father, and my mother, the sub-narrator is in doubt whether Abdurrahman said, My wife and my servant, who was common for both my house and Abu Bakr's house, Abu Bakr took his supper with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and stayed there till he offered the Isha prayer. He returned and stayed till Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, took his supper. After a part of the night had passed, he returned to his house. His wife said to him, What has detained you from your guests? He said, Have you served supper to them? She said, They refused to take supper until you come. They, that is, some members of the household, presented the meal to them, but they refused to eat. I went to hide myself, and he said, O Gunther, ignorant boy. He invoked Allah to cause my ears to be cut, and he rebuked me. He then said to them, Please eat, and added, I will never eat the meal. By Allah, whenever we took a handful of the meal, the meal grew more underneath than that handful till everybody ate to his satisfaction. Yet the remaining food was more than the original meal. Abu Bakr saw that the food was as much or more than the original amount. He called his wife. O sister of Bani Firas, she said, O pleasure of my eyes, the food has been tripled in quantity than it was before. Abu Bakr then started eating thereof and said, It, that is, my oath not to eat, was because of Satan. He took a handful from it and carried the rest to the Prophet, peace be upon him. So that food was with the Prophet, peace be upon him. There was a treaty between us and some people, and when the period of that treaty had elapsed, he divided us into twelve groups, each being headed by a man. Allah knows how many men were under the command of each leader. Anyhow, the Prophet, peace be upon him, surely sent a leader with each group. Then all of them ate of that meal. See Volume 8, Hadith number 6141. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, once during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, the people of Al-Madinah suffered from drought. So while the Prophet, peace be upon him, was delivering khutbah, 
religious talk on a Friday, a man got up saying, O Allah's Messenger, the horses and sheep have perished. Will you invoke Allah to bless us with rain? The Prophet, peace be upon him, lifted both his hands and invoked Allah. The sky at that time was as clear as glass. Suddenly, a wind blew, raising clouds that gathered together, and it started raining heavily. We came out of the mosque, wading through the flowing water till we reached our homes. It went on raining till the next Friday, when the same man or some other man stood up and said, O Allah's Messenger, The houses have collapsed. Please invoke Allah to withhold the rain. On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, smiled and said, O Allah, let it rain around us and not on us. I then looked at the clouds to see them separating, forming a sort of a crown around Al-Madina. See Hadith number 933. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to deliver his khutbah, religious talk, while standing beside a trunk of a date palm. When he had the pulpit made, he used it instead. The trunk started crying, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to it, rubbing his hand over it to stop its crying. See Volume 2, Hadith number 918. Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to stand by a tree or a date palm, trunk, on Friday. Then an Ansari woman or man said, O Allah's Messenger, shall we make a pulpit for you? He replied, If you wish. So they made a pulpit for him, and when it was Friday, he proceeded towards the pulpit for delivering the khutbah, religious talk. The date palm cried like a child. The Prophet, peace be upon him, descended from the pulpit and embraced it while it continued moaning like a child, being quietened. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It was crying for missing what it used to hear of religious knowledge given near it. Narrated Anas bin Malik that he heard Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, saying, The roof of the mosque was built over the trunks of date palms which were as pillars for the roof. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, delivered a khutbah, religious talk, he used to stand by one of those trunks till the pulpit was made for him, and he used it instead. Then we heard the trunk emitting a sound like that of a pregnant she-camel till the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to it and put his hand over it. Then it became quiet. Narrated Hudayfa, once Umar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, said, who amongst you remembers the statement of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, regarding the al-fitna, trial or affliction? Hudafa replied, I remember what he said exactly. Omar said, Tell us, you are really a daring man. Hudafa said, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, A man's al-fitna, trial or afflictions, that is, wrong deeds, concerning his relation to his family, his property and his neighbors, are expiated by his salah, prayer, a sadaqah, giving in charity, and enjoining al-maruf, Islamic monotheism and all that Islam ordains, forbidding al-munkar, polytheism, disbelief, and all that Islam forbids. Omar said, I don't mean these, but the al-fitna that will be heaving up and down like waves of the sea. Hudafa replied, O chief of the believers, you need not fear that as there is a closed door between you and it. Omar asked, Will that door be opened or broken? Hudafa replied, No, it will be broken. Omar said, Then it is very likely that the door will not be closed again. Later on, the people asked Hudafa, Did Omar know what that door meant? He said, Yes. 
Omar knew it as everyone knows that there will be night before tomorrow morning. I narrated to Omar an authentic narration, not lies. We dared not ask Hudayfa, therefore we requested Masruq, who asked him, What does the door stand for? He said, Omar. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not be established till you fight a nation wearing hairy shoes, until you fight the Turks, who will have small eyes, red faces and flat noses, and their faces will be like flat shields. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, And you will find that the best people are those who hate most to be a ruler, till they are chosen to be the rulers. And the people are like metals of different natures. The best in the pre-Islamic period of ignorance are the best in Islam. Footnote, And you will find that the best people are those who hate most to be a ruler, till they are chosen to be the rulers. This means the people who do not like to be rulers for fear of not being just. But when the people elect them for their piety and righteousness, they rule justly and no longer hate to be rulers. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, A time will come when one of you will love to see me rather than to have his family and property doubled. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not be established till you fight with the Khuza and the Kirman from among the non-Arabs. They will be of red faces, flat noses, and small eyes. Their faces will look like flat shields, and their shoes will be of hair. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, I enjoyed the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for three years, and during the other years of my life, Never was I so anxious to understand the Prophet's narrations, sayings, as I was during those three years. I heard him saying, beckoning with his hand in this way, Before the hour you will fight with people who will have hairy shoes and live in Al-Baris. Sufyan the sub-narrator once said, And they are the people of Al-Bazir. Narrated Omar bin Taghlib, I heard Allah's Messenger peace be upon him saying, Near the hour you will fight with people who will wear hairy shoes, and you will also fight people with flat faces like shields. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, The Jews will fight with you, and you will be given victory over them, so that a stone will say, O Muslim, there is a Jew behind me, kill him. Narrated Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, a time will come when the people will fight a holy battle, and it will be asked, Is there any amongst you who has enjoyed the company of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? They will say yes, and then victory will be bestowed upon them. Then again they will fight a holy battle, and it will be asked, Is there any among you who has enjoyed the company of the companions of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him? They will say yes, and then victory will be bestowed on them. Narrated Adi bin Hatim May Allah be pleased with him. While I was in the city of the Prophet, peace be upon him, a man came and complained to him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, of destitution and poverty. Then another man came and complained of robbery. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Adi, have you been to Al-Hira? I said, I haven't been to it, but I was informed about it. He said, If you should live for a long time, you will certainly see that a lady in a hodaj traveling from Al-Hira will safely reach Mecca and perform the tawaf of the Kaaba, fearing none but Allah. I said to myself, What will happen to the robbers of the tribe of Ta'i who have spread evil throughout the country? 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, further said, If you should live long, the treasures of Khosro will be opened and taken as spoils. I asked, You mean Khosro, son of Hormuz? He said, Khosro, son of Hormuz, and if you should live long, you will see that one will carry a handful of gold or silver and go out looking for a person to accept it from him, but will find none to accept it from him. And each one of you will meet Allah on the day of his meeting with him, and there will be no translator between him and Allah to translate for him. And Allah will say to him, Didn't I send a messenger to convey our message of Islamic monotheism to you? He will say, Yes. Allah will say, Didn't I give you wealth and preferred you with favors? He will say, Yes. Then he will look to his right and see nothing but hell, and look to his left and see nothing but hell. Adi further said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Save yourselves from the hellfire, even with half a date to be given in charity. And if you do not find a half date, then with a good pleasant word. Adi added, later on, I saw a lady in a hodaj traveling from Al-Hira till she performed the tawaf of the Kaaba, fearing none but Allah. And I was one of those who opened, conquered the treasures of Khusra, son of Harmuz. If you should live long, you will see what the Prophet Abul Qasim, peace be upon him, had said. A person will come out with a handful of gold, etc. Narrated Uqba bin Amir, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, once came out and offered the funeral prayer for the martyrs of Uhud, and proceeded to the pulpit and said, I shall be your predecessor and a witness on you, and I am really looking at my Had, Al-Qathir, now, and no doubt I have been given the keys of the treasures of the world. By Allah, I am not afraid that you will worship others along with Allah. But I am afraid that you will envy and fight one another for worldly fortunes. Narrated Usama, may Allah be pleased with him, once the Prophet, peace be upon him, stood on one of the high buildings of Al-Madinah and said, Do you see what I see? I see Al-Fitan, trials and afflictions pouring among your houses like raindrops. Narrated Zainab bint Jesh that the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to her in a state of fear, saying, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. Woe to the Arabs because of evil that has come near. Today, a hole has been made in the wall of Yajuj and Majuj, Gog and Magog, as large as this, pointing with two of his fingers making a circle. Zainab said, I said, O Allah's Messenger, shall we be destroyed, though amongst us there are pious people? He said, Yes, if Al-Qabath increased. Footnote 1 Al-Qabath is interpreted as illegal sexual intercourse and illegitimate children and every kind of evil deed will increase and majority of the people will indulge in evil deeds and will act against the Islamic law. Sifat al-Bari Footnote 2 The statement, yes, if illegal sexual intercourse and illegitimate children and every kind of evil deed increased means majority of the people will indulge in evil deeds and will act against the Islamic law. Narrated, Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet, peace be upon him, woke up and said, Glorified be Allah, what great how many treasures have been sent down, and what great how many al-fitan, trials and afflictions have been sent down. Narrated, Sa'a Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, said to me, I notice that you like sheep and you keep them, so take care of them and their food, for I have heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saying, a time will come upon the people when the best of a Muslim's property will be sheep, which he will take to the tops of mountains and to the places of rainfalls to run away with his religion in order to save it from al-fitan, trials and afflictions. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, 
Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There will be fitan, trials and afflictions at that time. The sitting person will be better than the standing one, and the standing one will be better than the walking one, and the walking one will be better than the running one. And whoever will expose himself to these fitan, they will destroy him. Whoever will find a refuge or a shelter should take refuge in it. See Volume 9, Hadith number 7081 and 7082. The same narration is reported by Abu Bakr with the addition, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Among the salah, prayer, there is a salah, prayer, the missing of which will be to one like losing one's family and property. See Hadith number 552 and 553. Footnote. The salah prayer meant here is the asr prayer. Narrated Ibn Masud, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Soon others will be preferred to you, and there will be things which you will not like. The companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, O Allah's Messenger, what do you order us to do in this case? He said, I order you to give the rights that are on you and to ask your rights from Allah. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, This branch from Quraysh will ruin the people. The companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, What do you order us to do then? He said, I would suggest that the people should keep away from them. Narrated Sayyid al-Umawi, I was with Marwan and Abu Huraira and heard Abu Huraira saying, I heard the trustworthy, truly inspired one, that is the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, the destruction of my followers will be brought about by the hands of some youngsters from Quraysh. Marwan asked, Youngsters? Abu Huraira said, If you wish, I would name them. They are the children of so-and-so and the children of so-and-so. Narrated Hudafa bin al-Yaman, The people used to ask Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about good, but I used to ask him about evil for fear that it might overtake me. Once I said, O Allah's Messenger, we were in ignorance and in evil, and Allah has bestowed upon us the present good. Will there be any evil after this good? He said, Yes. I asked, Will there be good after that evil? He said, Yes, but it would be tainted with dakhan, that is, little evil. I asked, What will its dakhan be? He said, There will be some people who will lead people according to principles other than my sunnah, legal ways. You will see their actions and disapprove of them. I said, Will there be any evil after that good? He said, Yes, there will be some people who will invite others to the gates of hell, and whoever accepts their invitation to it will be thrown in it by them. I said, O oh Allah's Messenger, describe those people to us. He said, They will belong to us and speak our language. I asked, O oh Allah's Messenger, What do you order me to do if such a thing should take place in my life? He said, Adhere to the group of Muslims and their chief. I asked, if there is neither a group of Muslims nor a chief, what shall I do? He said, Keep away from all those different sects, even if you had to bite, that is, eat the root of a tree, till you meet Allah while you are still in that state. Narrated Hudafa, may Allah be pleased with him, My companions learned something about good through asking the Prophet, peace be upon him, while I learned something about evil by asking the Prophet, peace be upon him, about it to save myself from it. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, The Day of Judgment will not be established till there is a fight, war, between two groups whose claims to religion will be the same. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not be established till there is a fight, 
war between two groups among whom there will be a great number of casualties, though the claims or religion of both of them will be one and the same. And the hour will not be established till there appear about thirty liars, all of whom will be claiming to be the messengers of Allah. Narrated Abu Sayyid al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, while we were with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, who was distributing some property, there came Dhul Khuwaisira, a man from the tribe of Bani Tamim, and said, O Allah's Messenger, do justice. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Woe to you! Who would do justice if I did not? I would be a desperate loser if I did not do justice. Omar said, O Allah's Messenger, allow me to chop his head off. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Leave him, for he has companions who offer salah, prayer, in such a way that you will consider your salah, prayer, negligible in comparison to theirs, and observe psalm, fast, in such a way that you will consider your fasting negligible in comparison to theirs. They recite the Qur'an, but it does not go beyond their throats, that is, they do not act on it, and they will desert Islam as an arrow goes out through a victim's body, so that the hunter, on looking at the arrow's blade, would see nothing on it. He would look at its rasaf and see nothing. He would look at its nadi and see nothing. And he would look at its qudad and see nothing, neither flesh nor blood. For the arrow has been too fast even for the blood and excretions to smear. The sign by which they will be recognized is that among them there will be a black man, on of whose arm will resemble a woman's breast or a lump of meat moving loosely. Those people will appear when there will be differences amongst the people. Abu Sayyid added, I testify that I heard this narration from Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. I testify that Ali bin Abi Talib fought with such people, and I was in his company. He ordered that the man described by the Prophet, peace be upon him, should be looked for. The man was brought, and I looked at him and noticed that he looked exactly as the Prophet, peace be upon him, had described him. Footnote 1. Risaf, Nadi, and Khudad are the names of the different parts of an arrow. Footnote 2. Testify that Ali bin Abi Talib fought with such people and I was in his company. This example means that those people, in spite of their efforts in the way of worshipping Allah, will gain nothing because of their insincerity. Narrated Ali, may Allah be pleased with him. I relate the narrations of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him to you, for I would rather fall from the sky than attribute something to him falsely. But when I tell you a thing which is between you and me, then no doubt, War is guile. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, In the last days of this world, there will appear some young foolish people who will use in their claim the best speech of all people, that is, the Qur'an, and they will abandon Islam as an arrow going out through the game. Their belief will not go beyond their throats, that is, they will have practically no belief. So wherever you meet them, kill them, for he who kills them shall get a reward on the day of resurrection. Narrated Khabab bin Al-Arat, We complain to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, of the persecution inflicted on us by the infidels. While he was sitting in the shade of the Kaaba, leaning over his burt, that is, covering sheet, we said to him, Would you seek help for us? Would you pray to Allah for us? He said, Among the nations before you, a believing man would be put in a ditch that was dug for him and a saw would be put over his head, and he would be cut into two pieces, yet that torture would not make him give up his religion. His body would be combed with iron combs that would remove his flesh from the bones or nerves, yet that would not make him abandon his religion. By Allah, this religion, 
that is Islam, will prevail till a traveler from Sana'a in Yemen to Hadramaut will fear none but Allah, not fear a wolf as regards his sheep, but you people are hasty. Narrated Anis bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, noticed the absence of Tabid bin Qais. A man said, O Allah's Messenger, I shall bring you his news. So he went to him and saw him sitting in his house, drooping his head sadly. He asked Tabid, What's the matter? Tabid replied, An evil situation. A man used to raise his voice over the voice of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and so all his good deeds have been annulled, and he is from the people of hell. The man went back and told the Prophet, peace be upon him, that Thabit had said so and so. The sub-narrator, Musa bin Anas, said, the man went to Thabit again with glad tidings. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Go and say to Thabit, You are not from the people of fire, but from the people of paradise. Footnote Here, Thabit is talking about himself using the third person singular instead of the first person. Narrated Al-Bara' bin Azib, may Allah be pleased with him, A man recited Surah Al-Kaf in his Salah, prayer, and in the house there was a riding animal which got frightened and started jumping. The man finished his Salah, prayer with Taslim, but behold, a mist or a cloud hovered over him. He informed the Prophet, peace be upon him, of that, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O so-and-so, recite for this, Mr. Cloud, a Sakina, Tranquility, a sign of peace and reassurance along with angels, descended because of the recitation of the Qur'an. See Hadith 5011. Narrated Al-Bara bin Azib, Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, came to my father who was at home and purchased a saddle from him. He said to Azib, Tell your son to carry it with me. So I carried it with him, and my father followed us so as to take the price of the saddle. My father said, O Abu Bakr, tell me what happened to you on your journey with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, during emigration. He said, Yes, we traveled the whole night and also the next day till midday when nobody could be seen on the way because of the severe heat. Then there appeared a long rock having shade beneath it, and the sunshine had not come to it yet. So we dismounted there, and I leveled a place and covered it with an animal hide or dry grass for the Prophet, peace be upon him, to sleep on for a while. I then said, Sleep, O Allah's Messenger, and I will guard you. So he slept, and I went out to guard him. Suddenly I saw a shepherd coming with his sheep to that rock with the same intention we had had. When he came to it, I asked him, To whom do you belong, O boy? He replied, I belong to a man from Al-Madina or Mecca. I said, Do your sheep have milk? He said, Yes. I said, Will you milk them for us? He said, Yes. He caught hold of an ewe, and I asked him to clean its teat from dust, hair, and dirt. The sub-narrator said that he saw Al-Bara striking one of his hands with the other, demonstrating how the shepherd removed the dust. The shepherd milked a little milk in a wooden container, and I had a leather container which I carried for the Prophet, peace be upon him, to drink and perform the ablution from it. I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, hating to wake him up, but when I reached there, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had already woken up. So I poured water over the middle part of the milk container till the milk was cold. Then I said, Drink, O Allah's Messenger. He drank till I was pleased. Then he asked, Has the time for our departure come? I said, Yes. So we departed after midday.
Suraka bin Malik followed us, and I said, We have been discovered, O Allah's Messenger. He said, Be not sad or afraid. Surely Allah is with us. The Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked evil on him, that is, Suraka, and so the legs of his horse sank into the earth up to its belly. The sub-narrator, Zuhair, is not sure whether Abu Bakr said, It sank into solid earth. Suraka said, I see that you have invoked evil on me. Please invoke good on me, and by Allah I will cause those who are seeking after you to return. The Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked good on him, and he was saved. Then, whenever he met somebody on the way, he would say, I have looked for him here in vain. So he caused whomever he met to return. Thus Suraka fulfilled his promise. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, paid a visit to a sick Bedouin. The Prophet, peace be upon him, when visiting a patient, used to say, No harm will befall you, if Allah will. It will be an expiation for your sins. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to the Bedouin, No harm will befall you. If Allah will, it will be an expiation for your sins. The Bedouin said, You say an expiation? No, it is but a fever that is boiling or harassing an old man and will lead him to the grave. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes, then may it be as you say. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, There was a Christian who embraced Islam and read Surah Al-Baqarah and Al-Imran, and he used to write the revelations for the Prophet, peace be upon him. Later on, he reverted to Christianity again, and he used to say, Muhammad, peace be upon him, knows nothing but what I have written for him. Then Allah caused him to die, and the people buried him. But in the morning they saw that the earth had thrown his body out. They said, This is the act of Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his companions. They dug the grave of our companion and took his body out of it because he had run away from them. They again dug the grave deeply for him and buried him. But in the morning they again saw that the earth had thrown his body out. They said, This is an act of Muhammad, peace be upon him and his companions. They dug the grave of our companion and threw his body outside it, for he had run away from them. They dug the grave for him as deep as they could and buried him. But in the morning they again saw that the earth had thrown his body out. So they believed that what had befallen him was not done by human beings and had to leave him thrown on the ground. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, When Khusrow perishes, there will be no more Khusrow after him. And when Caesar perishes, there will be no more Caesar after him. By him in whose hands Muhammad's soul is, peace be upon him, you will spend the treasures of both of them in Allah's cause. Narrated Jabir bin Samura, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, when Khusro perishes, there will be no more Khusro after him, and when Caesar perishes, there will be no more Caesar after him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, also said, You will spend the treasures of both of them in Allah's cause. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, Musallama al-Khadab, that is, the liar, came in the lifetime of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, with many of his people to al-Madina and said, if Muhammad, peace be upon him, makes me his successor, I will follow him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went up to him with Abid bin Qas bin Shamas, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was carrying a piece of palm leaf stalk in his hand. 
He stood before Muselima and his companions and said, If you asked me even this piece of a palm leaf stalk, I would not give it to you. You cannot avoid the fate you are destined to by Allah. If you reject Islam, Allah will destroy you. I think that you are most probably the same person whom I have seen in the dream. The narrator added, Abu Huraira told me that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, While I was sleeping, I saw in a dream two gold bracelets round my arm, and that worried me too much. Then I was instructed divinely in my dream to blow them off, and so I blew them off, and they flew away. I interpreted the two bracelets as symbols of two liars who would appear after me. And so one of them was Al-Ansi and the other was Musallama Al-Khadab from Al-Yamama. Narrated Abu Musa, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him said, In a dream I saw myself emigrating from Mecca to a place having plenty of date palm trees. I thought it was Al-Yamama or Hajar, but it came to be Al-Madina, that is Yathrib. In the same dream, I saw myself moving a sword and its blade got broken. It came to symbolize the defeat which the Muslims suffered from on the day of Ohud. I moved the sword again and it became normal as before and that was the symbol of the victory Allah bestowed upon Muslims and their gathering together. I saw cows in my dream and by Allah that was a blessing and they symbolized the believers on the day of Ohud. And the blessing was the good Allah bestowed upon us, and the reward of true belief which Allah gave us after the day of the Battle of Badr. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, once Fatima came walking and her gait resembled the gait of the Prophet peace be upon him. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Welcome, O my daughter. Then he made her sit on his right or on his left side, and then he told her a secret, and she started weeping. I asked her, Why are you weeping? He again told her a secret and she started laughing. I said, I never saw happiness so near to sadness as I saw today. I asked her what the Prophet, peace be upon him, had told her. She said, I would never disclose the secret of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, I asked her about it. She, Fatima, peace be upon her, replied, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every year Jibril, Gabriel, used to revise the Qur'an with me once only but this year he has done so twice. I think this portends my death, and you will be the first of my family to follow me. So I started weeping. Then he said, Don't you like to be chief of all the ladies of paradise or chief of all the lady believers? So I laughed for that. See Hadith number 6286. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the Prophet, peace be upon him, in his fatal illness, called his daughter Fatima and told her a secret because of which she started weeping. Then he called her and told her another secret, and she started laughing. When I asked her about that, she, Fatima, peace be upon her, replied, The Prophet, peace be upon him, told me that he would die in his fatal illness, and so I wept. But then he secretly told me that from amongst his family I would be the first to join him and so I laughed. Narrated Sayyid bin Jubair about Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Umar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, used to treat Ibn Abbas very favorably. Abdurrahman bin Auf said to him, We also have sons that are equal to him, but you are partial to him. Umar said, It is because of his knowledge. Then Umar asked Ibn Abbas about the interpretation of the verse. 
When come the help of Allah to you, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, against your enemies and the conquest of Mecca. Quran, chapter 110, verse 1. Ibn Abbas said, It portended the death of Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, which Allah had informed him of. Omar said, I do not know from this verse but what you know. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, in his fatal illness came out, wrapped with a sheet, and his head was wrapped with an oiled bandage. He sat on the pulpit, and after praising and glorifying Allah, he said, Now then, people will increase, but the insad will decrease in number, so much so that they, compared with the people, will be just like the salt in the meals. So, if any of you should take over the authority by which he can either benefit some people or harm some others, he should accept the goodness of their good people, that is, Ansad, and excuse the faults of their wrongdoers. That was the last gathering which the Prophet, peace be upon him, attended. Narrated Abu Bakrah, may Allah be pleased with him, Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, brought out Al-Hasan, and took him up the pulpit along with him, and said, This son of mine is a Sayyid, that is, chief, and I hope that Allah will help him bring about reconciliation between two Muslim groups. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had informed us of the death of Jafar and Zaid before the news of their death reached us, and his eyes were overflowing with tears. Narrated Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him. Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Have you got carpets? I replied, Whence can we get carpets? He said, But you shall soon have carpets. I used to say to my wife, Remove your carpets from my sight. But she would say, Didn't the Prophet, peace be upon him, tell you that you would soon have carpets? So I would give up my request. Narrated Abdullah bin Masood, may Allah be pleased with him, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad came to Mecca with the intention of performing Umrah and stayed at the house of Umayyah bin Khalaf, Abi Safwan, for Umayyah himself used to stay at Sa'ad's house whenever he passed by Al-Madinah on his way to Sham. Umayyah said to Sa'ad, Will you wait till midday when the people are at their homes, then you may go and perform the tawaf round the Kaaba? So, while Sa'ad was going around the Kaaba, Abu Jahl came and asked, Who is that who is performing tawaf? Sa'ad replied, I am Sa'ad. Abu Jahl said, Are you circumambulating the Kaaba safely, although you have given refuge to Muhammad and his companions? Peace be upon him. Sa'ad said, Yes, and they started quarreling. Umayyah said to Sa'ad, Don't shout at Abu Hakam, that is, Abu Jahl, for he is chief of the valley of Mecca. Sa'ad then said to Abu Jahl, By Allah, if you prevent me from performing the tawaf of the Kaaba, I will spoil your trade with Sham. Umayyah kept on saying to Sa'ad, Don't raise your voice, and kept on taking hold of him. Sa'ad became furious and said to Umayyah, Keep away from me, for I have heard Muhammad, peace be upon him, saying that he will kill you. Umayyah said, Will he kill me? Sa'ad said, Yes. Umayyah said, By Allah, when Muhammad, peace be upon him, says a thing, he never tells a lie. Umayyah went to his wife and said to her, Do you know what my brother from Yathrib, that is Al-Madinah, has said to me? She said, what has he said? He said, He claims that he has heard Muhammad, peace be upon him, claiming that he will kill me. She said, By Allah, Muhammad, peace be upon him, never tells a lie. So, when the infidels started to proceed for Badr, battle, and declared fighting against the Muslims, his wife said to him, Don't you remember what your brother from Yathrib told you? 
Umayyah decided not to go, but Abu Jahl said to him, You are from the nobles of the valley of Mecca, so you should accompany us for a day or two. He went with them, and thus Allah got him killed. Narrated Abu Uthman I got the news that Jibreel Gabriel came to the Prophet peace be upon him while Umm Salama was present. Jibreel started talking to the Prophet peace be upon him and then left. The Prophet peace be upon him said to Umm Salama, Do you know who it was? Or a similar question. She said, It was Diya, a handsome person amongst the companions of the Prophet peace be upon him. Later on, Umm Salama said, By Allah, I thought he was none but Diya, till I heard the Prophet peace be upon him talking about Jibreel in his khutbah, religious talk. The sub-narrator asked Abu Uthman, From where have you heard this narration? He replied, From Usama bin Zaid. See Hadith number 4980. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, I saw in a dream the people assembled in a gathering, and then Abu Bakr got up and drew one or two buckets of water from a well, but there was weakness in his drawing. May Allah forgive him. Then Omar took the bucket, and in his hands it turned into a very large bucket. I had never seen anyone stronger amongst the people who could draw the water as strongly as Omar, till all the people drank their fill and watered their camels that knelt down there. Chapter On The Statement of Allah those to whom we gave the scripture, Jews and Christians, recognize him, Muhammad, peace be upon him, or the Kaaba at Mecca, as they recognize their own sons. But verily, a party of them conceal the truth while they know it, that is, the qualities of Muhammad, peace be upon him, which are written in the great Torah, Torah, and the Injil, Gospel, Quran, chapter 2, verse 146. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, May Allah be pleased with him. The Jews came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and told him that a man and a woman from amongst them had committed illegal sexual intercourse. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said to them, What do you find in the Torah, Torah, Old Testament, as regarding the legal punishment of ar-rajm, that is, stoning to death those married persons who commit the crime of illegal sexual intercourse? They replied, But... We announce their crime and lash them. Abdullah bin Salam said, You are telling a lie. The Torah, Torah, contains the order of Rajm. They brought and opened the Torah, Torah, and one of them placed his hand on the verse of Rajm and read the verses preceding and following it. Abdullah bin Salam said to him, Lift your hand. When he lifted his hand, the verse of Rajm was written there. They said, Muhammad, peace be upon him, has told the truth. In the Torah, Torah, there is the verse of Rajm. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then gave the order that both of them should be stoned to death. Abdullah bin Umar said, I saw the man leaning over the woman to shelter her from the stones. Footnote Ar-Rajm In Islamic law, it means to stone to death those married persons who commit the crime of illegal sexual intercourse. Chapter on The demand of Al-Mushrikun to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to show them a miracle. The Prophet, peace be upon him, showed them the splitting of the moon. Footnote, Al-Mushrikun, polytheists, pagans, idolaters, and disbelievers in the oneness of Allah and in his messenger, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Narrated, Abdullah bin Masood, may Allah be pleased with him. During the lifetime of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the moon was split into two parts, and on that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Bear witness to this. Narrated, Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, that the Meccan people requested Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, to show them a miracle. 
And so he showed them the splitting of the moon. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, the moon was split into two parts during the lifetime of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on Virtues of the Followers of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, once two men from the companions of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, went out of the house of the Prophet, peace be upon him, on a very dark night. They were accompanied by two things that resembled two lamps lighting the way in front of them. And when they parted, each of them was accompanied by one of those two things, lamps, till they reached their homes. Narrated Al-Mughira bin Shubah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Some people from my followers will remain victorious and on the right path till Allah's order, the last day comes, and they will still be victorious. Narrated Muawiyah, may Allah be pleased with him, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, A group of people amongst my followers will remain obedient to Allah's orders, that is, following strictly the Qur'an and the Prophet's Sunnah, and they will not be harmed by anyone who will desert them and also who will oppose them till Allah's order, the last day, comes upon them while they are still on the right path. Narrated Urwa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, gave him one dinar so as to buy a sheep for him. Urwa bought two sheep for him with the money. Then he sold one of the sheep for one dinar and brought one dinar and a sheep to the Prophet, peace be upon him. On that, the Prophet, peace be upon him, invoked Allah to bless him in his deals. So, Urwa used to gain from any deal, even if he bought dust. In another narration, Urwa said, I heard Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, saying, There is always goodness in the forelocks of horses meant for jihad till the day of resurrection. The sub-narrator added, I saw seventy horses in Urwa's house. Sufyan said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked Urwa to buy a sheep for him as a sacrifice. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, said, There is always goodness in the forelocks of horses, meant for jihad in Allah's cause till the day of resurrection. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is always goodness in the forelocks of horses, meant for jihad in Allah's cause. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A horse may be kept for one of three purposes. For a man, it may be a source of reward. For another, it may be a means of living. And for a third, it may be a burden, a source of committing sins. As for the one for whom it is a source of reward, he is the one who keeps his horse for the sake of jihad in Allah's cause. He ties it with a long rope on a pasture or in a garden. So whatever its rope allows it to eat will be regarded as good, rewardable deeds for its owner. And if it breaks off its rope and jumps over one or two hillocks, even its dung will be considered amongst his good deeds. And if it passes by a river and drinks water from it, that will be considered as good deeds for his benefit, even if he has had no intention of watering it. A horse is a shelter for the one who keeps it so that he may earn his living honestly and takes it as a refuge to keep him from following illegal ways of gaining money and does not forget the rights of Allah, that is, paying the zakah and allowing others to use it for Allah's sake. But a horse is a burden and a source of committing sins for him who keeps it out of pride and show off and with the intention of harming the Muslims. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked about donkeys. He replied, Nothing has been revealed to me concerning them except this comprehensive verse which covers everything. So whosoever does good equal to the weight of an atom or a small ant shall see it. 
and whosoever does evil equal to the weight of an atom or a small ant shall see it. Quran, chapter 99, verses 7 and 8. Footnote. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was asked about donkeys, whether their owner gets a reward for taking care of them and using them for Allah's cause. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, reached Khabar in the early morning, and the people of Khabar came out with their spades. And when they saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, they said, Muhammad and his army, peace be upon him, and returned hurriedly to take refuge in the fort. The Prophet, peace be upon him, raised his hands and said, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the most great, Khabar is ruined. When we will approach near to a nation, then evil will be the mourning of those who had been warned. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. I said, O Allah's Messenger, I hear many narrations from you, but I forget them. He said, Spread your covering sheet. I spread my sheet, and he moved both his hands as if scooping something, and emptied them in the sheet, and said, Wrap it. I wrapped it round my body, and since then I have never forgotten a single hadith narration.